What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Run With Purpose. This is episode number 13. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores. I'm so glad you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe to the podcast. And you can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. How's it going, everyone? It seems like it's been a little while since I've done just a single solo episode. Um, I've had a lot of really cool guests, and I hope you guys have liked those shows. They've been super fun to, to kind of just hear other people's stories and just get perspective uh, from things that, you know, I'm not necessarily completely aware of, you know, like talking with Ronnie and the domestic violence and everything that goes on there, you know, talking with Jason about his, everything he's doing and then talking with um, uh, Stefano. Um, nope. I said his name wrong again. Stefano man, he is, if he listens to this, he's going to be like, you're kidding me. I, but at least I call myself Stefano, uh, talking with Stefano with his good enough message and everything there. And it's just, it's been really nice having these conversations with people and just really meeting new people. And, you know, some of them I continue to talk with, um, which is nice. It's more than just an interview. And I think that's kind of the point of this is to kind of build a, just, um, a group of people that I know I can talk to, um, you know, have similar type circumstances and that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, not really similar. What am I talking about? Why are you guys even listening to this? We're only two minutes in and I'm already rambling about whatever. Gosh, my back hurts. I probably shouldn't sit this way, but yes, this is episode 13. Thanks for sticking around. If you're still here, um, things have been busy around, around, around my life. Um, been, just started back training plan. Um, I'll get into a little bit of that later, but started back training. So I'm hitting the road again, you know, weather's getting colder and that sort of thing. I've been doing these episodes, trying to get a bunch of interviews done when I can, you know, based off of people's schedules. Cause it's kind of hard just to manage people's schedules and figure out, you know, when's the best time to record and all that jazz. So trying to work on that and, you know, get some, get some future interviews in the, uh, in the bucket, if you will, to kind of, roll out as, as necessary, but yeah, uh, things have been good though. I met up with, uh, my buddy Greg at rock mill tavern, uh, just a couple days ago on, I think it was Friday night. And he had talked about how he used to be able to kind of be in the know with what was going on in my life, like run wise or things that were just going on in general because of the last podcast. Um, I had, so I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll start kind of in, introducing a little more in these solo episodes, a little bit more about me, um, and what's going on, not to sound like braggy on some of these things. That's kind of why I didn't do it. Cause I didn't want it to seem like it was braggy or I was trying to, you know, talk about all the things that I'm doing. And, you know, if you don't do all these things, you're not as good as me or whatever. I understand how people can have that, like that attitude with it, like hearing me say these things and I don't want it to be that way, you know? So that's why I really haven't said too much of those kinds of things. Um, but I might start doing a little more cause some of these ep- solo episodes will probably be happening more often again, you know, trying to get interviews. I'm not just trying to interview anyone. I'm trying to interview people that I think have a really cool story. And not that I don't think a lot of people have good stories. Uh, sorry. I was trying to get positioned. Uh, not that I don't think people have, there's a lot of people with great stories. It's just, I want something that kind of like resonates, um, with me so I can actually have a conversation with someone, but also resonates with you guys, you know? So if there's something specifically you kind of want to learn more about, and you know, like there's an expert in that field or at least someone that's been talking about it, shoot me their stuff, you know, shoot me a DM and 
I'll reach out to them. I have no shame and reaching out to people and being told, no, we're not, I don't, I don't do podcast interviews or I don't have this. And I get it. You know, not everyone does everything. Oh, that's a giant millipede. And I just knocked my laptop over. I'm like getting scared about bugs. I'm in my spare spare room today. I'm not on the couch or not on the, the, in the kitchen as usual. So I'm seeing bugs and stuff. I promise we, we have a clean house, um, off the rails, but yeah, so I'll probably be sharing a little bit more about things that I have going on in my life. Um, as far as my writing and stuff's concerned. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, and I think I brought this up on another episode, but just briefly was talking about the, um, float spas. I use true rest is what's here locally in Columbus. Um, they're those like sensory deprivation tanks. They're not a hundred percent sensory deprivation because they're not in like soundproof rooms as well. So that kind of, you get a little bit of leak noise, but I don't know what it is, but I've had like, I've gone twice and it's just been super relaxing and it's definitely been like a, a very meditative, if you will, experience of just being there. The only sound you hear is your heart beating. Um, it's so dark. You can't tell if your eyes are open or closed. And yeah, it's definitely a, it was definitely an experience. That's for sure. Um, I need to kill this bug and the bug is dead. He was trying to crawl back up to me and trying to kill me. So we took care of that. Um, gosh, run with purpose guys. You know, this is a, this is, this episode's off the rails. So I appreciate you guys listening to it this far and we'll keep on trying to go. But yeah, true rest floats, boss. There were, it, it's super relaxing. I definitely recommend it to people, not just because I can earn money if people use my, my referral link. Um, but it's been, it's been really, really good. I don't like massages. So if you don't like massages and that kind of thing, this is super nice to feel relaxed afterwards. Your muscles feel nice and, um, I don't know. It's like the stress just goes away kind of thing. Not that my life's all that stressful, but it definitely helped me out. And I feel like super relaxed. I got home the last time I did it. Um, Kayla was doing something in the kitchen or something like that. And she like asked me a question. I just like looked over at her and answered. And she's like, are you all right? She was, you just look high. And I'm like, I just feel good. Like, like everything just felt right. It was almost like the guy in the office space when he gets hypnotized and then doesn't wake up out of it. And he just has that look like that's probably what I looked like and just felt like, um, so yeah, recommend them. You know, there's a bunch of different types of companies that do similar kind of things, but you know, maybe find out what's in your area. And if it's true rest, let me know and I can get you a discount. So, um, but yeah, today, um, it's kind of fitting because it's actually snowing outside for the first time this year in Ohio. Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about winter training and there's kind of two aspects. I think when it comes to winter training, you have the, I'm training for a spring marathon. So I need to be actually doing like a legit training plan and going through that process, which is the boat that I'm in. Um, or you're trying not to lose all that you gained from running in the summer and fall, you know, spring, summer, fall running all year. Basically you built up this, this tolerance and this endurance and all this stuff. And you don't want to lose it through the winter because you're not training for a spring race. You know, you just want to kind of maintain what you have and then come back fresh in the new year. Once the weather gets back to normal, um, and kind of, you know, then get back after it, but you just don't want to lose the, the, the feeling there. And I kind of wanted to break down my opinion on both of those. Obviously the first one being the actual winter training. Um, that's what I'm doing. That's what I've done 
really, I think since I really started running, um, my first marathon was a spring marathon when I did the flying pig marathon. I'd done the Columbus half in October and then registered for the flying pig. And that was in May. So, you know, it's, it's basically training all winter, especially for my first, you know, do a full like 20 week training plan or 18 weeks or whatever, whatever it was, it was a long training plan. Um, so, you know, I had to run through all of the the crappy weather and, you know, having to deal with ice and going detours of routes. I ran with Columbus running company at that point. I was a, a, one of their pace leaders, um, for a pace that I had no business running apparently after running my first marathon. But, um, it was a great experience, I think, because it, it kind of gave me some discipline of running outside in the cold when it sucked, especially being a pace leader. I had to be there, um, you know, cause I signed up to do it. You know, they gave me some free shoes and like a jacket and stuff. And, so I said, like, well, I have to be here. So might as well, you know, make the best of it. And you just like, you know, get up out of bed, even when you don't want to and deal with the cold, but then also being able to understand that, you know, sometimes things don't go to plans. You know, maybe my pace didn't happen because there was some rain or, or snow or sleet or ice, you know, and we had a detour route or you had to be a little more cautious and careful. And I think a lot of that helped me with my training, like long-term because I think now I've been able to, you know, get out of bed when I don't really want to. And I do it better in the winter, I think, than the summer, because I'm not a big fan of the heat running. But for some reason, the winter, like just being cold, I like, if there is one thing I like about snow is if we get like a lot of snow and a lot of snow here in Ohio is like six inches. We get like six, six inches of snow. I mean, maybe even three or four inches where it's like not a lot of people are on the road. And, you know, I can go for a run and, you know, usually it's in the middle of the road because I can't, no one's on the road. Um, but then when cars drive by and just look at you like, what is this idiot doing? Like there's something so satisfying about that, knowing that I'm out there doing it. And these people are like, why, why he should be in bed. There's no reason to be out there. But yeah, doing my first marathon in the spring, I think helped with the disciplines of that training. And that's kind of gotten me into every single year as I've, I kind of front load most of my years with races. And I think it's because I enjoy running in not the heat. <laughs> um, I, I don't do as well in fall marathons as I do in spring marathons. That's just consistent with the times and, and that, and the amount of races I've done. Um, so, you know, I think that running through the winter helps me kind of get focused and, you know, sometimes you gotta, make some changes to schedules. You know, if it's completely ice in the morning, well, obviously I can't run. So I might have to run a little later. And I think that variety helps me with my training as well. But this year, um, you know, the last few years, I probably haven't had any real strict time goals or big goals other than just wanting to complete some races, you know, knock off the States and that sort of thing. But for 2020, I have, I have some pretty big goals time-wise and, um, I kind I want to, you know, get a PR in marathon distance and I do, you know, maybe do a 50 K or so and try to try to PR that as well. But the marathon PR is kind of my, my big kicker and I'll have one or two back to backs and it's the same kind of thing of getting a back to back PR as well. You know, um, I think I can do a lot better than I have been. And I think a lot of it is just me being lazy. Um, I looked at my thing uh, I use smash run, big fan of smash run and everything, all their analytics and that sort of thing. But, um, they, they now connect to Strava so I can use them more, but the, I was looking at it and I haven't even hit a thousand miles this year. I've ran eight races. Um, was one of them a 50 K? No, I didn't do a 50 K this year. Did I? No, I did all marathons this year. Um, 
all marathons and I've only ran like, I think it's like 975 miles or something like that. And I'm like, that's not good. You know, that's, I had zero runs that were over 20 miles and under a marathon. And I only had like three runs that were over 15 miles. I'm like that's unacceptable. And it's like, you know, I'm putting in some, some, you know, consistent miles, you're sitting in the thirties most weeks, you know, my average for the year, my average runs like six and a half miles or something like that. But I'm like, that is not, that's just not acceptable. You know, if I want to, to get better and do that sort of thing, I need to train harder. And that's kind of what this winter is going to be for me is really putting it in. I mean, I'm hitting my, my pace goals and I'm hitting my miles and that sort of thing. But you know, at the same time, we talked about it in the goals episode is not taking it too seriously. It's still, I still want to enjoy the journey um, to getting to that point. And I have been enjoying my runs. It's been really good. You know, I feel really great after runs. It's been a while since I felt that, but focusing on the training, you know, focusing on some strength workouts and that sort of thing to kind of get a little faster, um, you know, by putting in the work. So, I mean, the temps, temperatures went down really quick this year. Um, you know, it seemed like it was summer and then all of a sudden it was winter and we're not even actually technically at winter. I think this week I had, <laughs> shoot this week, um, this weekend, like the end of last week and this weekend I had two runs, you know, that were in like 15, 16 degree weather. And you're just like, gosh, this is killing me. It's no fun you know, when you get that brutal cold and stuff like that. And especially when your body's not used to it, it's like, nope, now I'm wearing tights again and I'm wearing my gloves and my hat and yeah, trying to get your body used to that. Um, and then when it comes to like, like I said earlier with the snow and the ice, you can kind of, it's so much easier just to make an excuse and say, no, I'm not going to run because of X, Y, and Z or whatever the case might be that, you know, I gotta, yeah, I don't know. You just need to put in the work kind of thing. Um, and I think having that mentality in the winter of, it, all the days are going to suck. You know, in the summer you can have like, Oh, it's going to rain today. I won't run today. Cause I don't want to get soaked. But like in the winter, it's especially here in the Midwest, it's like the highs are only going to be in the thirties. Yeah, so it's going to be cold every single day. So you can't, what are you just not going to run for six weeks? No, you're going to get out there and you're going to get it done. Um, and I think that's kind of why I think it's a little easier for me to train in the winter. Um, you know, because every day is going to suck. So I, I've got to run at some point. So I've got to keep pushing through it. Um, but yeah, my first races, uh, next year, are February 29th and March 1st. So it's a back to back. So, you know, I'm trying to put a lot of miles in getting those back to back runs in a little longer, you know, and that the end of February will be here before I even know it, uh, especially with us being gone for Christmas and stuff like that. And you're know, trying to get those miles in. I could probably, I need do an episode on that probably. I mean, I did some of the vacation episode or just like not taking it seriously, but I don't know about two week vacations. That doesn't feel the same way, but I don't know. That's, that's something for me to think about, but yeah, you know, hitting the, you know, the leap year day in February 29th. And then, uh, we're going to be in Mississippi and Arkansas those two times. So if you signed up for those races, hit me up and we'll, uh, we'll chat. There's a few months until that happens. So we can chat about training. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's my take on winter training. I think there was something viable in there that somebody could use, right? <laughs> yeah, this episode's felt real. Maybe guests are my better option, you know, because they have a little more interesting things to say, I think, than just me rambling, but who knows, you know, you guys might enjoy me uh, hearing me for a little bit, but the, uh, yeah, some winter training, I mean, I guess overall, if I'd say anything, I think it's, it helps you build some discipline in your running. Um, just knowing to get out there and if the weather's crap, it's going to be crap, you know, 
and it kind of, it carries over into the summer and the spring and summer when it's raining, you're like, well, I just dealt with snow and ice all winter. So it's like, well, it's rain. Um, I think it definitely helped with the discipline of me getting out, you know, five, six days a week and running. So yeah. But then you have the other side of it. And with the other side, really what happens there is the, um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, losing my mind. So with the other side, you basically have, you're going, trying to get through winter and you don't have a spring race to do. So if you don't have a spring race to do, you know, what do you, what, how do you keep that motivation, you know, to kind of go through all of the, the, just to, the easy runs, not to lose anything and that sort of thing. And I always say my first response when people say they don't have a race or like, what are they, how do they stay motivated and do it? I say sign up for a race. <laughs> it's real simple. There you go. So now if you signed up for a race, you can listen back to the previous 10 minutes and just do everything I said there. Cause that's going to be exactly what you need to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I believe that having something on the horizon definitely helps training and helps keep that focus, even if it's something further away. So, um, let's say, you know, I, I've, I think we kind of talked about I have the opportunity to run Boston, which I'm super stoked about in April, which technically a training plan wouldn't start just yet for April. I mean, well, I guess it could. Well, let's go further. Back. Let's say I've got a race in June. It doesn't technically start yet, but you know, it, it gives me something to at least look forward to and know that I need to kind of keep my, my focus to be doing something to keep it you know maintained until a training plan would actually start. Um, but let's say that's not an option. Let's say signing up for a race is not an option for whatever reason. Say you have a more important race in the summer or in the fall or something's going on and you don't want to do it. Um, kind of what's the process in that? I, I, I personally think like consistency is the biggest thing with that. Making a plan, a consistent plan and sticking to it. So even if it's, hey, I want to run two or three days a week, um, whether that's inside on a treadmill or outside, I mean, that's obviously up to you. Everyone has their own preferences, but if you, you make a consistent plan and stick with it and treat it like a training plan, you know, you don't have to do high mileage. You don't, you don't lose that fitness as fast as people think you do. Um, you know, that is considering if you don't like completely change your diet and, you know, gain 50 pounds. Um, cause that'll obviously make it a little harder to run once it does get warm out. But, you know, if you keep a consistent diet and, you know, pay attention, to that sort of thing, um, you don't really lose your fitness as much as, as it may seem, you know, yes, it might be a little harder to get back into, you know, running, going running from 15 miles a week to, you know, 30, 40 miles a week, but that's why you have a gradual step. You don't just do it in one week. You kind of build back into it. So, but I think having that consistency and planning it out will kind of give you something to, to be motivated and stay to like, no, this is still a running day. I need to do it. You know, maybe it is only just a couple miles. So be it, you get out there and, and make it happen. Um, one other thing that I think is pretty cool with, is a good idea for the winter. And I kind of did this last winter is using, um, the gym for strength training and we use gym loosely. So if you use like daily burn at home or you have your own home gym or, you know, if it's just like lifting light weights and stuff like that, you don't have to be like power lifting. I mean, obviously it depends on what you want to do, but you can, um, you go do like strength training and stuff like that. And that kind of helps build those muscles in a different kind of way. Cause obviously running beats them up one way, but the strength exercises will basically, you can strengthen all the muscles around your legs, you know, your hips, your glutes, you know, even your arms make a huge difference. Um, 
yeah, I get cramps and stuff like that or like aches in my arms all the time running. I'm like, Oh, it's cause I'm not lifting enough. Um, but you can use that gym in the off ter- off season to kind of prep yourself for the season, you know, again, getting, you know, maybe some runs in just to keep that cardio aspect of it up, but the lifting to kind of strengthen everything around it. I think that's super helpful. Um, and then other than that, so let's you know, you've got, you don't have a spring race. You don't want to be training for anything. You just want to maintain, you know, you have the option to just run a couple days a week. You have the gym as well. There is another option. And I know it just seems like blasphemy, but you can just rest. There's something to be said about like literally just getting rest. You know, you beat your body up all year, whatever it is you're doing. I mean, obviously I'm talking about running cause I know it, but you know, if you're a cyclist or if you swim or any of that stuff, you beat your body up, you, you know, rest is good. Now, you know, don't hibernate, <laughs> you know, don't rest all year because all we all winter, cause you're going to, you know, you're going to cause bigger issues cause you're probably going to gain weight and you're, you're going to, you know, lose some of that muscle tone and some of that extra endurance. So you definitely want to be doing something. I think, I don't know the science behind it. So don't, don't take me, uh, I'll take that as gospel, but, um, there is something to be said about just getting some rest, even if it's just, uh, you know, uh, I've, I try to do like a couple weeks, um, when possible, you know, I do it after my last race of the year. I take a week and a half or two weeks off, just not do any running. You know, maybe go walk, um, not go to the gym, not do anything, just, you know, get some good sleep. You try to still eat healthy. Um, and I think it's, I think it's helped, you know, I feel better. And I think I did that right before getting into this training plan and I can, you know, again, like I said, this training plan's going well so far, you know, it, it could, you know, attribute to some of that rest I got. So don't be afraid to, to rest, you know, um, take that time to yourself. Little R and R doesn't hurt anyone, you know, go to a float spa, <laughs> um, go get a massage, you know, do just some things that are a little more relaxing and stressful and kind of just help ease yourself. Now me, I say this, it's like, but I, I don't listen to my own advice because I'm running in all these States and stuff like that. You know, I kind of, I always want to be in like race shape. So, you know, I take some of that time off and rest, but I definitely don't do it as often as I should with the continuous training schedule. And again, it's not like I'm running a lot of miles. I'm just never stopping, which is not a good thing. That's the easy way to get overworked. Um, you'd overtrain, you just kind of get tired. It becomes monotonous. You don't really like you lose the joy in it. And that goes back to like motivation and goals and kind of doing it for, the right reason you want to do it and doing it for you, not doing it for any external satisfaction. It's all about internal satisfaction. Once you start trying to do something, um, for someone else's satisfaction for you, that's a whole, that's a slippery slope and it's a whole nother thing. Um, I think I talked about that in the motivation issue, uh, episode, so you can check that out. But, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my two cents on the subject, you know, not a long show today. Um, again, cause you know, I just ramble, but, um, I think this, this is a, interesting is can be an interesting topic because there are people in both of those categories. And I've gotten questions, um, from my, my editor. Uh, I said, I said, Hey, I'm recording this episode. I got some ideas. What do you think? And, and she had mentioned, she's like, Oh, I'm not, obviously I'm not training for anything specifically. You know, how do I keep that motivation? I'm like, Oh, I can turn that into something else as well. Um, but yeah, there's people in both of those categories and how do you stay motivated through that? I think that's a, it's an interesting thing, especially winter training. I think it's a little different. There's like a motivation factor of, 
I don't have anything at all, but especially in the Midwest in the winter where it's even tough to just like, there are certain days you just can't even go outside because it's just too stupid cold. You know, we get that polar vortex time every single year and it's like negative 20 and I'm the idiot that goes outside and runs for two miles just to say I did. But, um, yeah, it's definitely not, it's, it's so much easier just to sit and do nothing. So it's hard to get that motivation. You know, there's a, a there's just weirdly enough, there are a lot of spring races in the Midwest. And I wonder if it's just because the summer is so unpredictable and hot, like in the, the early fall, if you will, that is interesting. I, don't, I never thought about like why that is like the flying pig. And then I think like Detroit is somewhere in that range as well. It's like people are having to train literally all winter where it's not warm at all. And then usually by the time the race day comes like race day is the first warm day that they're running. That's how Boston was last year. It's like everyone training cold, cold, cold. And all of a sudden like that weekend in Boston was like, it's like 70 degrees that day or some nonsense like that. Like it got hot real fast rained and then got really hot. Um, but whatever. Yeah. So, um, I'd love to hear what your winter looks like. Are you training for a race? You know, is you got some, some big goals in 2020 or maybe a spring race or something like that? Or are you resting, you know, um, you know, just trying to, to get that R and R in, or are you kind of that middle ground of you're just trying to maintain what you have? I'd love to hear what you're doing and be able to share it with people. Um, cause I think it'd be helpful. You know, this whole, this show is about purpose and intentionality. And I want to make sure people get more information than just my opinion. Cause obviously my opinion's not right. A hundred percent, you know, uh, I have my piece that works for me, but you know, getting a collective from the community, I think that really helps people. So, you know, shoot me a DM or, you know, um, shoot me an email, whatever you want. And we can, I can, you know, get the message across to people, you know, on the socials and be like, Hey, this is what other people are thinking. Um, I might start doing like surveys stuff on Instagram, but I got to grow my Instagram following. So yeah, you guys can follow me on the socials floors that run. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> but, um, some things I wanted to make you guys aware of, as I talked about, um, earlier and we've talked about talked about in previous episodes as well as I have the opportunity to run the Boston Marathon in 2020 with team BMC um, for the Boston Medical Center um, it's great you can visit um, my website at the top I've got a Boston fundraising page um, where you can donate if you would like but I also have this really cool event that I have coming up on December 14th and I'd love your support for it um, I'm calling it a six-hour lapathon basically I'm going to run on an outdoor track, uh, for six hours and I'm having people pledge per lap. So, you know, you say you get 50 cents per lap and however many laps I run, that's in how many laps I run in that six hours. That's how much you donate. So my goal is to do at least 30 miles. So it's 120 laps. So that kind of give you an idea of, Hey, if I do 50 cents, it's $60. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to to raise a decent bit of money of doing this because it's it's just a fun little thing. I think you know it's just I look at it as I'm kind of doing something to earn the donation. So instead of you just saying, "Hey, here's a hundred bucks," like no, I want to make sure you run a hundred laps. You know, I'll give you a dollar a lap, but I want you to make sure you run at least a hundred laps, twenty five miles. <sighs> Goodness gracious, it's not even that late. I'm exhausted. It's been busy. It's been a busy schedule, guys. But yeah, you can um. So it's kind of me earning that donation, if you will. You kind of you know, pledge it and it's a pretty cool app. Um, that link is also on my website at the top. I think it just says six hour lapathon um, is the link that you can click and follow through with that to do that. And then there's also a Facebook event for it. So you can find it on my Facebook page as well. Um, 
if you're interested in supporting me that way. Um, I need, um, I need to raise a good bit of money. It goes to a great cause. So I'm super excited to be able to do that. Um, Kayla and I are also doing a matching thing. I'll talk about that here probably next week. Um, or maybe the week after, but basically idea is we're matching up to, um, I, I'm probably not quoting this right. Cause we haven't talked about it again, but I think it's $4,000. So the first $4,000 that's donating is basically getting doubled. Um, so we're going to match that in January 1st, whatever that balance is, we're going to double it. And yeah, it's going to be a really great, um, a great fundraising opportunity. So basically every dollar you give is $2. So, um, we just want to show that we support it as well. It's not like I'm just asking for money and I'm not doing it myself kind of thing. Um, if I'm asking somebody to do it, I'm going to be doing it myself as well. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything. That's everything I wanted to talk about initially. So, um, yeah, thanks so much, um, for listening to this episode. It might've been a little bit of a ramble. Um, as, as some of these single episodes can be with me, it's hard to, you know, get into the groove sometimes it's kind of hard to talk to yourself and just have these ideas and you know in my head once i start talking things go a little crazy but you can reach out to me on all the social media everywhere at flores.run um you could subscribe to the podcast we're basically everywhere you can find podcasts um so thanks for checking it out and finding it wherever you did you can also leave a review on apple podcast um that's the easiest place i can see them you know, leave ratings and reviews help to kind of spread the message of the podcast let people be able to know what we're doing and hearing those interviews and that sort of thing um you can always visit my website at www.flores.run. Um, everything's there, but thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time and we'll see you next week.